Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the A4G podcast. This is Riley Rose Frazee, along with Jesse Anderson. And today, we are going to talk about a a very controversial topic, but it came up again yesterday on Twitter. And to me, it's absolutely bogus and ridiculous that we have to bring this up, but it's a must. It's a big-time must because it came up... When was that? April? May? With Securo? Or was that before that? I don't remember. It's been a while ago. And it's basically about difficulty in games and accessibility and how it ties together. Because there was a tweet, and I'm not going to say names, but there was a tweet on Twitter that I saw yesterday that really bugged me. Because, mind you, this came from a blind individual that stated... Basically, that if you play a game on easy, you deserve to be trashed by the game. And I'm like, what the hell was my exact reaction? Was like, are you kidding me? You did not just say that. You did not just say that. And so, today I want to explain a little bit of stuff here. There are reasons that some people with disabilities play things on easy. It's not saying that they're a wimp. It's not saying that they don't want to play the game on a higher difficulty. It's not saying that they can't play a game on a higher difficulty. But there are some reasons that people play things on certain modes or certain things. And not to mention, you know, there's more disabilities out there than just blindness. Okay, there's motor impairments, there's deafness, there's all kinds of different disabilities. And some people, they can't play it on a higher difficulty. Period. It's, it's impossible for them. Unless they have assistance. And there's nothing wrong with wanting and needing assistance. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, and to sit there and trash talk somebody for playing a game on an easier mode is is ridiculous. You know, to do that to somebody, to trash them because they want to play something they want to play something on an easier difficulty. That doesn't mean you have to trash talk them. It's ridiculous. <clears throat> it's absolutely ridiculous. That you have to go and do something like that. So we're going to explain today why difficulty modes are there. And not only that, why it's important to have difficulty modes. Because it's a subject that needs to be brought up. Because I play things on beginner. Why? Well, one, I'm just getting into PC gaming. So yeah... I'm playing beginner mode. And this also inspired today's noon mixer stream. So if you see this podcast before I go live, this is the reason I'm doing what I'm going to do today. And I'm going to be point blunt honest. This is the damn reason I'm doing it. I want to prove a point that it is possible to go up higher. There's going to be a little challenge that I'm giving myself. And... If you can, I need you to tune into mixer.com slash BGFH at noon today, our time, noon central. And we're going to show you what a challenge really is. At least I am. Because this really inspired me to pull a fast one 
and do a little challenge because I'm going to show that it's possible if you put your mind to it, but also I'm going to show that it's possible to prove that I'm willing to step it up is basically what it is. So difficulty mode versus accessibility. Okay. Like I said, people need different modes. There's people that need assistance. People with motor impairments can't always hit buttons fast enough for QTEs, for example, quick time events. They can't always do that. So to be able to hold the button down is going to be a lot of help for them. You know, to be able to do something like that, to hold the buttons down or if it's the same pattern each time, but give them a little chance to, you know, hit the buttons. You know, things like that for somebody with a motor impairment. That is not cheating the game. That is not saying that they can't play it on a harder difficulty. That's just making it easier for them to play it on a harder difficulty. It's not saying that people can't play a game on a harder difficulty at all. Sequence Storm has beginner mode, easy mode, medium, and I'm sure there's a hard difficulty too. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure there is one. Right now, I play it on beginner because I'm just starting to play it. I've never played it before, except for twice, three times now. But like I said, today's there's a challenge going on. On my fourth time trying to play it. Already. But yeah, there's... Difficulty modes, even in Sequence Storm, even in the accessible audio mode, you guys. And it's not saying, oh, somebody can't play it on on medium because, well, at the beginning, no. It might be a little difficult for them until they learn it. Once they get it down, then bump her up a little bit. Take it step by step. That's how some people like to play. Other people like to play it on the hardest difficulty they can first. It all depends on you. It's your choice. How you play the video games. You know, my family, they're sighted. They like to play them on the hardest mode they can first. If they can beat it on the hardest one, then they they consider themselves, hey, we beat it. You know, they do it on the hardest difficulty they can. Some people can do that. Other people can't. You know, and there's speed involved with some of these as well. The harder you do sequence storm in the visual mode, the faster the notes are coming at you and the more notes coming at you. You know, so it's all based on timing and speed and how many enemies you want and things like that. There's choices you can make. That doesn't make it any less fun for the person. If if you're not having fun playing a video game, then why are you playing it? You know, if you can't have fun with it, why play the thing? You know, it's... It's sad that, that we're even discussing this because just because it's on easy don't mean it's any less challenging for somebody else. I mean, the first time I played Sequence Storm, I didn't have a clue what the heck I was getting myself into. You know, it doesn't make it any less challenging just because it's on easy difficulty. Trust me on that. There are songs in Sequence Storm, what is it, Hide and Seek? Oh, dear Jesus God. That one is a royal bitch, I'm telling you. On beginner mode, I'm talking. 
I'm not saying easy mode. That brings it up to that brings it up to another level. But even on beginner, that one, holy crap! The reaction I got when I played it for the first time, I was like, "Oh dear lord, am I going to keep up with this?" Even beginner mode, yeah, there's parts that are simple, boom. But there's still challenges even in beginner mode, guys. You know, just because something is easy doesn't mean it's easy for everybody. It doesn't mean that it's the most simple thing in the world on easy mode. I'm sure Doom is not easy on easy mode. I'm just saying. I mean, and yeah, you know, there are ways to make Doom easier to play for somebody who, you know, can't see it. Does that make them a wimp because they can't see it and can't play it? No, it does not. They're trying to make it fun for everyone to be able to play it. That's why there's a lot of different modes in Doom. There's different modes for a reason, you guys. It's not anything to trash somebody for playing it on a different level than you. If you can play something and you're blind and you can play it on a hard difficulty, well, way to go. You know, way to go. That's awesome. But all I'm saying is don't trash somebody who can't. Maybe they can't, maybe for one, they just got started in the gaming field here. They just got started playing video games. Or they have more wrong with them than just blindness. You don't know, so why trash talk? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not fair, is all I'm saying. It's not fair to them to sit there and be harassed and trash talk on social media for playing something on an easy difficulty. You know, people with low vision like Jesse here. He plays things on easy. Why? So that he can see it first. Especially if it's a brand new video game. If he's playing something on a harder difficulty right away, he ain't going to know what the hell he's doing and then could easily die really quickly. And when you're streaming, guys, no offense. If you don't stream on Mixer or Twitch or YouTube you don't know how difficult that is to try and talk and stream at the same time. That is not an easy task. And I'm telling you this from experience. I play Sequence Storm on beginner mode and I, I don't talk. If you've watched either of my Sequence Storm streams, I don't speak. And I'm going to prove that today. I'm going to try and talk. And I'm going to prove to you how hard this is. Trying to listen to the notes coming at me. And trying to talk. It is not easy. Trying to do that. Add modes in there. To help you. Especially when you're streaming. When you're streaming. It is better to put it on easy mode. So you can at least talk to your viewers. If you're just sitting there playing a game. I'm sorry. That is not fun. That's not entertainment. So there's reasons people put things on easier difficulties. Jesse, your input? Uh, just letting you wind up and go, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I guess it depends on the game. Um, I do play some things on easy, yes. But other play, you know, it just depends on the game, you know. I, uh, 
when I started out all the rhythm games like Guitar Hero, Rock Band, you know, getting used to their different controllers and stuff, yeah, I'd play it on easy, but by the time I was done, I got it up to normal and hard and stuff like that. Um, a lot of the modern shooters, a lot of the modern games, I will likely start out on easy just because visually everything blends into the environment so much that uh, you're trying to locate your enemies, you're trying to locate items, and like the more realistic the game looks or the more highly detailed it looks, the harder it can be to... basically pinpoint enemies before you get shot like you know i'm like oh okay i'm getting shot from somewhere where and then if it's on a harder difficulty you might be able to only take a couple of shots and then you're instantly dead so it's like even just being able to locate where your enemies are um, before they hit you and then you know if it is too easy or if i want something more of a challenge sure i will crank up the difficulty um and even there's certain types of games where just by visually i'll know or gameplay style i will know that yeah I'll, I'll at least play it on normal you know uh or medium difficulty um and that's where replayability comes in too you know let's say you got a six hour game and you love it but you want to be able to play it more yeah you might start it out on a lower difficulty and then you go back and play it on harder just because you like the game or you want to try a different play style or whatever um you know, there's been a, quite a few titles where I've done that, you know, started out on an easier one and then came back and did a harder difficulty level after that. Um, some games I just love to play on a higher difficulty just because it's fun, it's easy to see. Um, you know, I will typically often play Doom on Ultraviolent and uh, it's one hell of a challenge, but like I said, it's still at least generally easy enough for me to see. Um, and it yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a challenge. And disability aside, I also think that there are a lot of other reasons that people may play with assists or easier difficulty or, I mean, that's why options are there to begin with, because people prefer a different control scheme. People can prefer different game settings, whatever. Um, streaming some games uh, or recording a video and playing the game at the same time can be difficult uh, in some cases, can be kind of a challenge. But some of us, you know, are not sitting home all day, not doing anything, or like when I was in college, I had quite a bit more time to devote to a game. If I wanted to throw my, I didn't have a lot of money, so I couldn't afford a lot of games, and so Maybe I wanted to sink, uh, you know, really dive into a game like that. Um, now I just, I don't have time. So I want to experience a good story. I want to experience, I want to see all the game worlds, game environments. And so I might play it on an easier difficulty because God forbid, I actually need to go contribute something to society. I have a job. I have a full-time job. I have other things to do. I don't want to just play games all day. I want to do other things at home. I want to go to work. I want to go, you know, do other things in, in life. So if it means I can crank the difficulty down, enjoy a good story, enjoy some action, why not? 
exactly. I mean, not everybody does that. I mean, yes, a lot of people do sit at home and do that. I know a bunch of them that do. But, you know, I I sit at home. I don't have a job. But you know what? I'm not all sitting out here all day playing Sequence Storm as much as I'm obsessed with it. I don't sit there and play it all day. I have podcasting to do. I do more than just A4G. I test apps. I do other stuff, trying to do different things. I have other ideas that I'm working on, other projects that I'm working on. I don't develop, you know, devote all my time to gaming either. Even though, yeah, I don't have a full-time job right now. Like I said, I do a lot of podcasting because I love to, to do that. I actually have four of them now. I just started another one recently because of some other stuff, but that's a different subject completely. But, you know, I don't, I don't play games all day either. I, sometimes I'll be making a meal during the day if there's a certain meal that we want. Right now it's kind of difficult, again, for reasons. But there are so many things that I do during the day as well. And, you know, with me, the computer that's here is basically his computer. So we basically share his computer at the moment. And so he plays it as well as I do. And there are things that he wants to do. And I sit back and listen or vice versa. We basically take turns. We don't, one of us play constantly. And that's what you do when you have someone living with you or someone, you know, a significant Mm -hmm. other that's into the same thing you are. You know, we don't have hours and hours and hours to spend. We do other things too. I love to sing on the side, which another analogy is to this. (laughs) People think I fake that I can't see because I can sing karaoke and not miss without seeing the lyrics on the screen. Well, it's practice, just like in a video game. Practice makes perfect. Not saying you're going to get a perfect daggum score in a video game, but you sure are going to be a lot better the more you do it. And, but people are like, well, how do you do that when you can't see it? You know, how, how, that's a challenge. Isn't that difficult? No. If you know the song well enough and you sing it all the time, no, it's not difficult at all. And they think I'm faking that I'm blind because I don't miss a beat. Well, that's because I practice and practice and practice singing karaoke. You know, and it is challenging to sing a song in karaoke without a backup vocalist, but it is fun for me. And that's what I do. He plays drums on the side. He does other things on the side. You know, we do things together as a couple. We're not always gaming. I mean, yeah, we, we've done some crazy stuff on our anniversaries, but we don't, we're not always gaming. Yeah, we love it. We do it a lot, but that's not our life. You know, we, we live we do other things too. So we want to have that type of connection to the community. We want to be able to game and enjoy it. And we also, you know, we know how to take breaks and live a little bit. You know, so we we like to enjoy things. And so we want 
a game to be enjoyable for everybody. Like I said, if you can do it on a higher difficulty or with everything cranked to 11, congratulations. You know, it's not it's not dissing you. It's it's that's awesome that you can do that. It's amazing. But if if you need assistance in some way, don't let that stop you from having fun. That's what we're trying to tell you. Don't let that stop you from having fun because you know what? It's there for you to have fun. That's what that's what a, you know, that's what gaming is. Having fun. Anything else? Well, I mean, that's pretty much, that pretty much says it. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, all the options, all the settings, and all the difficulty modes and whatever, all that stuff is there. Um, so people can play it, you know, the way they want to. I mean, if you're spending, a, if you're a developer and you're spending hundreds and thousands of hours trying to create something, you want people to enjoy it. I mean, yes, you want to give them a challenge. I mean, if, if, you know, that's not, like like I said, that's not saying that someone who plays it on a, you know, uh, medium or easy difficulty doesn't want a challenge, but that is their actual challenge. So, uh, you know, the, the, the developer would want someone to, yes, get a challenge through their game, but also get, um, you know, have fun doing it. So, because they, they don't want people to, if they have a 20-hour game, they don't want people to stop two hours in and go, eh, I'm done. So exactly. they want people to enjoy it. Yeah. And that's what Daniel did. That's the developer of Sequence Storm, if you don't know. He he put it in there. And like I said, even on even on beginner, I've had some doozies, let me tell you. Mm. But it's been fun. I mean, I've loved every minute of it. I go back to the one that challenged me. I go back and beat it and beat it and beat it and keep playing that one. That is one of my favorite ones. Even though the first time I played it, I was like... My reaction was, holy shit, what? Because, I mean, you're, you're hitting it like five times in a row or four times in a row fast. And even on beginner, it's like, whoa, okay, because you're not used to that. I mean, it's really, it's crazy how quick it is. But it's, it's fun. And, and like I said, people with disabilities, even if they play it on an easier difficulty or, a, or you know, yeah. it it doesn't mean it isn't a challenge for them, trust me. And sometimes, like I said, I play a lot of action games, and sometimes it's just a matter of you want to feel like a badass, and if it's on easy, you just go through and just you're just mowing through guys and being super powerful, and that's yep. pretty fun too sometimes. Yeah, and, and when you're streaming, tell them the difference of when you're streaming a game an action game, for example, and you have to basically stop, check your stream for chat versus how much easier it is with, when you don't have to and you have a chat moderator controlling it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you have, let's say, if you have full vision, you know, you can kind of glance over a little bit if you got a tablet next to you or something or dual monitors. But low vision, you know, I still use voiceover a lot for mobile and... Um, you know, I can't just glance over, especially playing an action game, if there are time-sensitive time things or, you know, oh, I look away and then, boom, I get shot. I mean, yes, I can pause it, that kind of a thing. But, um, you know, it's like going over and checking the, the, the chat log or unlocking the phone. 
uh, or unlocking the tablet and then using voiceovers. So yeah, I mean, that does just help. I mean, it's also just more entertaining for, I think, the users if the person can just talk seamlessly while playing the game. Like, I, I watch a few other people on occasion, and, you know, and they're fully sighted, and they will, you know, they'll play a little bit, because, yeah, the game is intensive, and they have to basically stop, and, you know, especially if they have a lot of people in the chat, it's easy to miss something, so, you know, they'll go back, and then they'll they'll spend a couple minutes of time responding to the chat, which is good, because you're interacting with the community, but as somebody, as a viewer, it, I, I get it, and it's okay, but, like, it kind of sucks when they have to stop because I'm like I wanna I'm I'm here to watch you play the game, you know, and interact and stuff. But then like you're you're stopping for two to five minutes and then, um, you're just answering questions and like yeah no the game was just getting interesting let's watch this so, yeah it, it can be helpful. That now he has somebody to interact with on stream and like I said in the support episode a couple days ago, at first when we did um. Life is Strange 2, you might have heard me a little bit saying, okay, somebody's in here, and they said this. But here's the thing. You know, he didn't he didn't have me talking. I didn't say anything. I just kept my mouth shut and, and didn't talk because I didn't want to interrupt his gameplay. I didn't want to interrupt his, you know, what was going on. So I just kept my mouth shut, and I was, like, tuned into the story. I was enthralled because, like I said, this that game, wow. I loved it. But here's the thing. Then we started Hyperdot, I believe, was the next one we did. Because mm -hmm. we had a lot of things going on. Oh, my gosh. It was like, it was hectic. The next stream we did together was Hyperdot. And I was in the background. And I was reading, you know, what Cherry was saying and, you know, Holly and, and Charles, the developer. I was reading what they were saying to him. All of a sudden, I get a message on Twitter, because we tweeted about it, stuff like that. All of a sudden, Cherry sends back, Hey, Riley, could you keep doing that? I like when you talk in the background like that. It's basically what she was saying. She liked hearing me talk. And that's all I needed, because I didn't want to just interrupt his streams. He, I mean, he had given me permission to do it, but I wanted one of his viewers to say, Hey, would you interact more? I wanted the viewers to say it. I wanted them to tell me, Hey, this is what we want. And when Cherry said it, the next thing we did was um, was Dusk and Doom. We did a, a shooter stream together. And I interacted and had fun with them. Then we did Dread Halls. You know, the, the horror game. The VR horror game that you guys have seen. You know, and we've done other, another one. Another Left 4 Dead one that we did with some cool stuff in it. But... We've done a few streams together where I've interacted a lot more. And it's a lot more fun mm -hmm. when you have somebody that you can interact with on the stream if you can. If you can't, you have to, you know, accommodate yourself however you can. And that doesn't make it any less of a challenge. It doesn't make it that you're bad at streaming. That doesn't say that at all. That's just your way of having fun and enjoying yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we're trying to tell you. There's nothing wrong with that. So if you're hearing that stuff on Twitter or you're seeing that stuff on social media, don't let it get to you because not everybody has all the luxuries in the world. Let's just say it that way. 
other people, you know, you, you might be working, you might be having another, maybe you, maybe you don't work in an office, but you do a home job. It doesn't matter. Everybody has their different things and their limitations and their time restraints. So don't feel bad that you place something on it on an easier difficulty because that may be a challenge for you. And the more options that the that developers include, you know, if you're a developer listening to this, you know, uh, don't feel bad. You add different difficulty levels. Yeah. Add different customizations. You know, it's just the, the same thing as, oh, you make different control remappable, uh, controls remappable to different configurations. Um, any, you know, any kind of setting, you're basically trying to make it so that the people can enjoy the game, p- putting subtitles on, uh, anything like that. So just, you know, adding the different difficulties and... Color schemes. Color schemes, even different, you know, even different assists. It doesn't even have to be a difficulty level. It could just be, you know, maybe you're playing the same difficulty, but there's been a couple titles where, like, the... Diff- um, more or less or enemies, can, can, or more yeah, or less you can puzzles. Do more or less enemies, more puzzles, uh, less puzzles, more action. Uh, there's been some where you can actually kind of slow down the like it's still the same difficulty, but you can slow down the game speed to like sixty, eighty percent because you don't have the reaction time or something, or you can't see something as quickly. So even you know those all kind of pool together with difficulty because yeah, if you know, I mean, even control schemes like if if I if I met, you know, bashed my finger or something and I messed up my hand and maybe I want to remap the jump button to another one just because it hurts to use that button uh, for a temporary period of time or something like that. Like I did. <laughs> so, But yeah, I mean, even Sequence Storm has done that. They have slowed it down. They did to where you can slow it down. That is, that is one of the latest things that he has done. I mean, he's coming up with all sorts of things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. And like I said, two different audio modes. And, like, and the one is... And I keep coming back to this because this is one that is... I'm acting like somebody we know really well. I noticed that. <laughs> but he's put so much effort into these modes. All these audio modes that he's done. And the one he's still working on. And once it's done, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to play that one. And again, I'm going to start from the beginner and go up and amp it up. Once, I figure, once I've gotten it under control and learned how to do it, I'm going to do it. That way, you know, I know what I'm doing and I don't want to completely humiliate myself on stream. Then I'll stream it and show it. You know, so like I said, you know, it's... Things are challenging in other ways. You know, playing things on different things doesn't make it any less challenging. So that's our topic for today. And we're going to go into now what we've been playing lately. And of course, you already know me, (laughs) Sequence Storm, a lot. And of course, my usuals. (coughs) And helping Jesse on his streams chat moderating so what have you been up to honestly not a whole lot um play a little bit of dread halls here and there Woo-hoo. going back to that um 
did another stream the other night with that. Uh, played a little bit of Amnesia for Halloween. Unfortunately, found out we had some other technical audio issues again, lo and behold. So The opposite of that Doom. That one's not going to get, uh, that one will not get uh, archived. Um, you had to have been there to hear that one, but uh, we'll probably try to return to that one at some point in the future because it's a really, really good audio game. It, it's good. Or it, not an audio game, but it's uh, really good audio in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, little dread halls, and then really a little bit of mobile, just stuff while I'm listening to podcasts or we're doing something, talking or whatever. And the tiny text game. Yeah, and the, <laughs> the main one that I've been putting some time into, which, you know, I might just come back to here shortly, is, um, The Outer Worlds, and, or the, yeah, The Outer Worlds, and... That one is, uh, it's a first-person role-playing game. People who follow the channel might have seen videos for Fallout 3, Fallout 4. It's kind of like that, um, but not in the Fallout universe. It's its own universe. Uh, it's its own thing, and I think it's a lot better because of it, because there's just far less jankiness to the game. It runs pretty well. Um, the quests and character dialogue are actually quite good. They're interesting, they're entertaining, they're funny. Uh, you have a lot of control, a lot of customization on your character. You know, you can put your skills into all kinds of different areas and you're, you get companions that can come with you and they play into both your strength and your perks and they will help you sometimes in conversations and... Um, just all kinds of stuff. Like, I mean, right now I'm built, like, the character that I have, he is kind of this, kind of an oaf in a way, I guess you'd probably call it. He's dumb, kind of this dumb, lovable guy, but he's, like, he's literally dumb. And as a part of that, like, when you build your character, they actually put that in the game where you can actually, if you build your character a certain way, you actually get, like, dumb dialogue options, which are a lot of times kind of hilarious. Um... But yeah, you know, um, been playing that game off and on. And, you know, again, that's another one where, yes, there are different difficulties in it. And I'm playing it on, I don't remember, either one of the lower ones. Just because, like I said, this is going to take me probably 20, 30 hours to complete. And which is going to, you know, obviously I'm not going to be playing it seven hours a day. You know, I'm lucky if I get to play it maybe an hour or two at a time. So, you know. Two, two hours or so, and so it's going to take me a while to get through, but I genuinely do want to get through the story on this one because <laughs> not just the main quest, but the side quests and all that, like I said, are really interesting characters. I've already had a few things, um, both funny and uh, even a couple decisions that were kind of tough to make, and boy, there was some ramifications for those. Um, but I should have a spotlight video coming out for that probably within the next week or so. Um, get that timely out there so people can enjoy that. My main concern about that one as far as accessibility goes is, like a lot of modern games, it has very, very small text for your inventory, for your perks, your skills, your weapon stats, your uh, dialogue options. I don't know what it is, but like modern, I don't know, modern HD games, developers seem to think that 
the smaller the better, I guess. I don't know, because I've played so many games lately where, oh, we don't want it to clutter up our screen, so we're going to make it tiny, but then that actually really gets has a problem with usability. And I've, and I've talked to other fully sighted people, sighted players, inside and, and outside of games media. I've heard about people complaining about it just in general, on podcasts and reviews, um, but then in, in just casual talking to people, it's like, good lord, I can't, I, I have full vision and I can't read the damn the text. So, really hope that people uh, get away from that trend sooner rather than later because it's obnoxious. Yep, and on the to end the podcast today, uh, our contest winner, we're going ahead and doing it because it's basically, we only had one entry, so he's our winner, and his name is Carl Grantham, so Carl, I will DM you once we are done here and let you know that you have one, because, I mean, we're not getting any entries, so hey. So, congrats to Carl Grantham. Way to go. Your story was hysterical, by the way. I loved it. It was it was awesome. And you got it, buddy. You're the only one that entered. And so, you won. So, there you, go. you got it. You got a free copy of Audio Wizards, my friend. So, hopefully you enjoy it. Because we both did. My True Sound did a hell of a job on it. So, Way to go to you. We will get you your code as soon as we find out what version you want. Mm -hmm. So I will DM you and let you know that you have one. And we will chat with you guys. Well, next Friday we will be back for Flashback Friday. We would have done it this past Friday, but things came up and yeah. So you're going to get a double dip on that one. We're going to do two of them next Friday. So... We'll do basically a bonus Flashback Friday episode for you because I was supposed to do it last week and, like I said, stuff came up and had to get that taken care of first. So we will chat with you guys next Friday. Later.